1: good morning David
2: good morning Sonia oh Oh, lord (laughs) yeah we're up early for not being a particularly uh you know knee-deep in the in the numbers we are definitely our heads in the clouds now here we go
1: yeah we are it is what time
2: uh it is not yet 6 a.m. in the morning.
1: So we are we are up extra early today to try to give folks a conversation based on the most recent results that we can, uh, possibly. It is Wednesday, November 9th, 2022. I'm Sonia Cho Swanson.
2: And I'm David Figler.
1: And this is CityCast Las Vegas. Okay, David, I know we don't know everything, but we do know something. What do we know?
2: We know some people are clearly far enough ahead and some ballot questions as well uh, to probably be good at calling the winner. But we also know that there's still some outstanding votes that could make a difference in a lot of state races. Some of the local races are probably done. Uh, It really would depend on some turns that no one is expecting, but it's as razor thin as everyone said it was going to be. So the pundits, like uh, our friend John Ralston, uh, who was continually keeping his eyes on those numbers, said there's not going to be a wave, but it could be, Razor thin, and that's Hmm. exactly what it shaped up to be. He just went to bed, so now we're taking over. So we got you. We got (laughs) you.
1: I I don't know if he (laughs) is comfortable passing the baton. Oh, he is not. (laughs) Trust me, he is not. We might have just like uh, grabbed our own little stick off the side of the road and been like, look, our baton.
2: (laughs) Right. Exactly. See, now, I thought we were just going to wake up and we're going to just talk about the weather because that was on everyone's mind. And, you know, while the weather may eventually be part of the dialogue of what happened, I don't know that it made that big a difference because a a lot of people did vote uh, and we are so neck and neck in so many places mm-hmm.
1: so just to recap i mean in case for whatever reason you were not following the news cycle and decided to tune in to our episode today <laughs> if you just
2: woke up from the coma right <laughs> and the first thing you turn to is citycast las vegas well
1: well inclement weather throughout this day we got snow up in northern nevada Blustery winds and rain down in Southern Nevada. Pundits were were su- suggesting that it would deter voters from the polls. H- how that actually turned out is a little unclear. And we're going to just skip the weather combo, I think, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we
2: could skip the weather. That's boring talk. Uh, that, weather means right. you got nothing else to talk about. We got lots to talk about. So yeah. Yeah,
1: we do. Tell bye me, bye tell bye me about the rules. Yeah, tell me tell me about those rules. Well,
2: I mean, they came in and they came in hard for all Republican candidates, uh, mm-hmm. including. The election denier uh, who is running to run elections, Jim Merchant from uh, the secretary of state race, mm-hmm. they came out strong for Michelle Fiore, uh, running for treasurer, despite, you know, a lot of things that were swirling around her during the election. They did not come out for Segal Chata. That is the one statewide constitutional office that has no chance of of kind of swapping from where it is right now from where I'm standing with the numbers. Uh, It's still Mm -hmm. possible, but with really only outstanding votes in Washoe County, which is where Reno is, and here in Clark County, which could be a big number, we're not 100% sure if it's 100,000 or not, but it it seems as though Aaron Ford, the Democrat in the Attorney General's office, has kept uh, his position as incumbent there. Though no one's calling anything because, you know, again, it's just so darn close. Now, right. of all the statewide offices, the ones who really must be biting their nails right now, it's got to be Sislac and Lombardo. It appears as though there is enough of a buffer that Lombardo is going to be the new governor. But Sislac's still hanging on to hope that those extra votes still to be counted might make a difference. And it's close enough. He's the furthest away, though. Um, wow. So yeah, so Cisco Aguilar, that's the Secretary of State race, very, very close. In fact, as I was looking at some of the numbers and doing the best that I could analyze through my groggy face, Mm -hmm. um, groggy face and and hazy haze, it does look like uh, Cisco Aguilar and Zach Conine, respectively, Secretary of State and Treasurer races, are within that margin where it could just switch right back, depending on the votes in Washoe and, and Clark. Though I will say that, you know, Conine was not doing as well in in Washoe as I think he would have hoped to be doing.
1: How close are we on the Senate race right now? CCM okay, versus so that's the,
2: the big one, right? Mm-hmm. So... Um, from the perspective of all the votes that have been counted so far, you've got Adam Laxalt ahead. The specific numbers
1: As of 559 A.M.
2: <laughs> yeah. Is that the discrepancy between them is two and a half points, basically. Adam Laxalt two and a half percentage points up.
1: Okay. And so now let's take a step back here because as you've mentioned, these are razor thin. Some candidates are still holding out hope. Why can they still hold that hope? What remains to be counted?
2: Well, it's the great unknown, right? There's still 16000 votes in Washoe being reported. Not yet counted. Now, Washoe did not go for the Dems. Um, That's got to be troubling. And I think that's the big question, Sonia, uh, Mm -hmm. is it comes down to of those votes, who who were the people who did that? Were those votes that came from uh, Democrats or from Republicans? And that's the hard one, right? because you don't know. We don't have x-ray vision.
1: Right. Well, we still have some votes left in Clark County, too, right?
2: Yeah. And so John Ralston's reporting it could be up to 100,000. And, you know, we did hear lots of things like that, you know, people from culinary were coming on Election Day and dropping off their ballots. And those have yet to be counted, from my understanding. And so it's definitely going to be a nail biter. Catherine Cortez Masto hanging on to the narrows of threads. And however narrow that is, it's less for Steve Sisolak.
1: So we've heard reports from the Nevada Independent who've talked to election officials that Washoe and Clark are not going to start counting mail ballots until after Election Day, so starting today. And it sounds like we are not going to probably get some of those final results until even tomorrow. But I also just want to know, David, I mean, is Nevada bad at counting? Like, why? Is
2: the- <laughs> for, <laughs> Remember those jokes in 2020? Yeah, no. I mean, and for a state that, like, lives on exploiting other people who are bad at math, right? (laughs) we don't really come through with this great reputation. Although I would tell you that, you know, maybe they should let the elections be run by the casinos because they're pretty good at figuring out all those odds and numbers and payouts. And they're really, really, really good at math. So uh, that that would be very funny. But yeah. okay,
1: It's not a counting issue. But aside from the staffing issues, which is a very 2022 era problem, why else are, are Nevada's results so slow to come?
2: Well, we we do start a little bit later anyway. I mean, we have a big, vast state and all 17 counties, you know, uh, have different sort of ways that they go about it. The Clark County, which is obviously where we are in Las Vegas, has the most votes, but they have to get all the votes coming in from all the different voting centers that are all over the county. And like I said, big county, right? So you've got you know, uh, an hour and a half drive up from Laughlin or, you know, sim- similar mm. from from uh, Mesquite, all part of our county. So we got to wait for kind of all the, the birdies to nest, all the ships to come back to the mothership uh, <laughs> so so that, you know, also the care that- could start...
1: The votes literally physically have to be like driven in.
2: Yeah, to and Las you Vegas. see, you see all those videos every year of you know election officials taking the machines and all this stuff from one location to the other that you know to do the count. And so they say we'll get the count started around ten o'clock. That's how long it'll take if the polls stop. You know, close it at at seven. And uh, that's exactly what happened. We started getting first results last night a little bit before 10 from Clark County. Some of the other counties were ringing in before and, you know, and then everyone's at home on their phones hitting refresh.
0: Yes. Us included. Us included. Uh, Us included. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory...
1: So there was a little kind of fun uh, blip on the on the news radar last night. We had an eleventh hour lawsuit filed by Catherine Cortez Masto and the Democratic Party last night. Tell us about that little drama.
2: Yeah. So uh, some of the polling sites here in Clark County were reporting that they were well. There were reports that they okay. were running out of paper. At least this is what the Democrats and Catherine Cortez Masto allege in a, like you said, last minute lawsuit to extend the hours for the polling sites till nine o'clock. That's what they're asking the judge to do. And they had evidence that at a handful of. Polling sites—they uh, were running out of paper, and when you run out of paper, you have to replace the machines. And when you replace the machines, it's a couple hours of downtime, and people were waiting. And and the Dems were suggesting that you know people were just getting frustrated, so they were leaving, and that's not right. So they should keep it open. And the judge said, "Look, this is all anecdotal. The polling sites are still open till seven. Uh, if someone's in line at seven, they could stay. I'm not going to change the statutory rules uh, mm. because you think a couple people might not have voted if." if you know this was happening so it kind of went nowhere fast uh the polls all closed at 7 although as we saw a lot of uh, people were still waiting in line in a lot of locations including the notorious boulevard mall notorious because every yeah. year uh <laughs> that there's an election it does seem like that's the one where there's all the problems <laughs> so uh Poor but, boulevard, you know, mall. boulevard mall but you know it's been there for a while uh gone through a yeah. lot of ups and downs
1: yeah 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 i have to say i actually love polling stations in malls, because then once you're done, you can go shopping, folks who are with you can go run errands, like the line is mostly indoors, which, you know, with our right. weather this yeah. year, it's particularly nice. I think it's genius. Is that is that the repurposing of the American malls? Is that how we solve America's malls?
2: Yeah, it looks that way. Uh, as long as, you know, you get your Starbucks or your Orange Julius, you'll be fine. Yeah.
1: There we go. My mine's the Auntie Anne's pretzel. Ah. Um, but but back to this lawsuit. You know, it's interesting yeah. that that paper was kind of at the root of this. You know, um, costs of paper have increased by forty percent or more because of the pandemic. Yeah. Paper orders now are taking months. I think that. Election watchers have seen this problem coming now for months and months because of our pandemic pipeline issues. So it'll be interesting to see how you know the the, the paper issue becomes politi- politicized after the election, just because you know how how election deniers like to uh, also deny the the safety and accuracy of digital kind of machine voting.
2: Right. And, you know, just a little history fact: even the reason why we have both machines and paper was the big compromise is so that when mm. uh, we were going to switch over to the machines, there were some legislators who were like, no, no, we still need a paper record in Nevada. You know, that's how we are. And so that's how that thing kind of went through: was, okay, yeah, we'll use the machines, but we'll also have this. I'm going to just call it a backup as the paper mm-hmm. record but it's required. So, unless the machines are generating a paper record, it's not going to count and so they have to make sure that it's there. And they just couldn't anticipate how many people would come to some of these polling sites and I think that was probably going to come out to be part of the problem that there's only so much paper to go around.
1: Only so much paper to go around.
2: But, you know, that also kind of goes to the other the other part of the delay is that there are some staffing issues. And so you have to have enough people to count everything. But I would think that also kind of goes to the point where you need to have enough people who are figuring out how much paper needs to go where and ordering enough in time and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And, you know, look, anything's going to cause some concern by the losing party that because it went the way it did, that's why they lost, especially when it's as close as it seems to be in some of those races now. Good
1: Lord. Razor thin.
2: We do have answers in in other places. It's the statewide races that are really the ones that are kind of up in the air. I think that, you know, within the the municipalities, the counties and stuff like that, there's a degree of certitude that people are feeling pretty comfortable with. And I think even the state secretary's office has put some check marks by people's names. So that's kind of interesting as well.
1: Do you want to read off a few of those?
2: Yeah, well, I mean, uh, the big one, the big shocker is going to be if it turns out, because it's still very close. So this is one that may be still up in the air is the Justin Jones County Commission race. Uh, incumbent Justin Jones, uh, you know, was getting widely criticized, uh, rightfully or wrong, uh, about some developments that were happening up in Red Rock. And mm-hmm. there was a lot of uh, uh, money and stuff that was being thrown into that election that otherwise might be a little sleepier. Uh, Mm -hmm. The Clark County Commission is uh, all Democrat, has been for quite some time now. Uh, Clark County is heavily blue. uh, And yet, you know, Justin Jones now appears to be headed uh, to a defeat. But that one hasn't been called yet either because it's so close. But he's the only one that's behind in that county race at this juncture.
1: Hmm. Yeah. So as we wrap up this conversation, I'm thinking about the questions we still have. For me, one of the big, big questions is like, did the issues we thought were important to voters ahead of the election actually turn out to be important? I know when it came to some of the uh, exit polling from on CNN last night, they were saying that the number one issue for voters was the economy. And that really kind of brought Republicans out in droves. But just as important nationwide, at least, was abortion. Abortion was really a top issue and that sure. brought Democrats out in droves. And then at least to, to their reckoning last night, those those two driving forces kind of canceled each other out in terms of the numbers nationwide. So I'm curious to see how that, that looks in Nevada.
2: Yeah. I mean, the closest that we had to any kind of indirect referendum on abortion was probably question one, Uh, Mm -hmm. the Equal Rights Amendment, the opponents of ERA or of question one were basically saying this is going to, you know, even further codify abortion. You don't want to do this. Uh, Even the proponents said, yeah, that's that's one of the intents of it uh, as Kate Kelly said on on our podcast she said yeah it it is definitely going to help abortion rights activists and it seems to have one-handedly so uh I I don't think anyone thinks that question one isn't gonna isn't gonna prevail here uh even with our early numbers and so yeah so as close as we get but you know if it was about abortion with regard to Joe Lombardo because he was getting really hit with that probably more than anyone else Mm -hmm. uh hard to say Lombardo was being just peppered with these um you know, that he's against abortion ads. And it seems like he did great. But then you flip the script and you look at the uh, one of our congressional races that was supposed to be a real close one uh, between Susie Lee, uh, who is the incumbent congressperson from Southern Nevada in that in that district and her her opponent, April Becker. That was a huge, huge issue there. And Susie Lee seems to have come out of that fine. So, yeah, it, it's it's Nevada. Um, it's Nevada. You know, and, and the rurals really push these issues. And, and abortion is not a play issue in, in rural Nevada for, you know, reasons that are probably obvious and others that we could talk about for a very long time.
1: Yeah. All right. Well, it is um, now slightly after 6 a.m. Yes, it is. We, it's time for us to pass on our little baton.
2: Yeah. Hey, <laughs> hey, hey every other media agency that's been doing this for, you know... <laughs> Millennia, uh, yeah. you can have it back.
1: Yeah, you can have it back now. Uh,
2: <laughs> but we're watching you.
1: Yeah, that's right. Well, yeah. we are avidly. well, literally watching. Them, yeah. But also,
2: if they mess up, we'll we'll be talking about it.
1: There we go. There we go. Well, thanks for this great conversation, David. Thanks for this, you know, crack of dawn, not quite dawn conversation. Um, it was a lot of fun.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And you know, day by day, we're just gonna be like, oh, everything we said was right, wrong, wrong, right.
1: Yeah. Well, that's all for today here on CityCast Las Vegas. What questions do you have as election results come in? Leave us a voicemail at 702-514-0719. That's 702-514-0719. If you enjoyed the show, go tell a friend. Share this episode with them. Then rate the show, leave us a review, and subscribe to our amazing morning newsletter. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. Talk soon.